The House and Senate will both return to work on Monday. The Senate will stay in session through Thursday, and the House is scheduled to stay in session through Friday. This week on the House floor, they'll come in tomorrow with the first vote scheduled for 6.30 p.m. At that time, the House is scheduled to consider eight bills under suspension of the rules. On Tuesday, the House is scheduled to consider 25 bills under suspension. On Wednesday, the House is scheduled to consider 21 bills under suspension. On Thursday, the House is scheduled to consider H.R. 8294, the National Apprenticeship Act of 2020, and then they'll be done. Last week in the Senate, the Senate came back to work last Monday and voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of James Ray Knepp II to be a U.S. District Judge for the Northern District of Ohio. On Tuesday, the Senate voted to confirm him to that position. On Thursday, the Senate voted to invoke cloture on and then voted to confirm the nomination of Aileen Mercedes Cannon to be a U.S. District Judge for the Southern District of Florida. And then they were done. This week in the Senate, they'll return tomorrow with the first vote scheduled for 5.30 p.m. At that time, the Senate will vote on the confirmation of Christy Haskins Johnson to be a U.S. District Judge for the Southern District of Mississippi. Then, based on the majority leader's cloture filings, I anticipate the Senate will spend the rest of the week dealing with the following nominations. Benjamin Joel Beaton to be a U.S. District Judge for the Western District of Kentucky. Judy Shelton to be a member of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System for the unexpired term of 14 years from February 1, 2010. Toby Krause to be a U.S. District Judge for the District of Kansas. Catherine Kimball Mazel to be a U.S. District Judge for the Middle District of Florida and Taylor B. McNeil to be the U.S. District Judge for the Southern District of Mississippi. And then they'll be done. Now, to deferred action for childhood arrivals. A ruling by a federal district judge yesterday invalidated Trump administration rules to narrow the DACA program. The Wall Street Journal reports that for the first time since 2017, quote, new applicants who weren't previously eligible, typically because they were too young, may now apply, end quote. Judge Nicholas G. Garofis of the Eastern District of New York, a Bill Clinton appointee to the federal bench, ruled that the administration's rules were improperly issued because acting DHS Secretary Chad Wolf had not been properly appointed to his acting position and was therefore unable to issue such directives legally. What's amusing about this ruling, of course, is that the judge appears to have based his ruling in large measure on a report by the General Accounting Office which is a legislative branch agency that has no authority over the executive branch. Don't be surprised if the Trump administration appeals this ruling. More on election results. Since last week, a few more states and a few more races have been called. In the presidential race, North Carolina was called for President Trump and Georgia was called for Joe Biden. But Georgia's Secretary of State has launched a hand recount and audit of the ballots, and that's ongoing now. In the U.S. Senate, the Alaska race was called for incumbent Republican Dan Sullivan. In the North Carolina race, the contest was called for Republican incumbent Tom Tillis. Consequently, the balance of power in the U.S. Senate in the 117th Congress now stands at 50 to 48 in favor of the Republicans, with two runoff races in Georgia still outstanding to determine whether Democrats or Republicans control the Senate for the first two years of the next administration. In the House, the latest count is 219 Democrats and 204 Republicans, with 12 seats still too close to call. Republicans have lost three and won 10 for a net seven-seat gain. And if the counting were to stop right where it is, Republicans would pick up five more seats in California 21, California 39, Iowa 2, New York 11, and New York 22 for a net 12-seat gain. That would leave the House with a 226 to 209 Democrat majority. 
And that's our Washington report for this week.